Oh, man. I hate to play spoiler for anyone that was DVR in a certain ACC tournament game, but did Wake Forest just... Uh, Syracuse, I think, thought they might be going to overtime. And Wake Forest hits a buzzer beater. They get fouled, by the way. Win by three. Knock uh, Syracuse out of the ACC tournament. And most likely take away any chance that Syracuse has uh, at the NCAA tournament. But you know who's still going? The Virginia Tech Hokies. That's right. They play tonight at 9.30 after a win against Notre Dame last night. Um, Wow. That was... I thought we were going to have some overtime to sit here and watch in the talk studio. My name's Joe Beamer. I'm filling in for Tom Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hope you're having a fantastic hump day, getting close to the uh, end of the day for you. Maybe you're just starting the day. Whatever it is, glad that you are tuned in and joining us. Um, I, I, you know, I have to start with just some monologue stuff. And I, uh, I love the show Wheel of Fortune. All right. Not as much as Price is Right, but it's up there. Wheel of Fortune's probably probably my second favorite game show that's on the air right now, right? I mean, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was brilliant in uh in the early 2000s. But Wheel of Fortune's got to be number 2 of my of my game shows. And, and you know, a lot of people like to watch uh, intelligent game shows. You know, here's what I like to do. I like to watch game shows that I know I could win. Okay? I feel I could do all right on Wheel of Fortune. I feel I could do all right on The Price is Right. I don't think I would do well on Jeopardy. I'm just not that smart, right? I watch Jeopardy and my, my, my head hurts afterwards, right? When Ben Stein's money, I probably would have been okay with that. They usually ask some questions that were, were stuff I would know the answers to. But Jeopardy, I just could never get into, right? So, you know, 7 o'clock, Wheel of Fortune, 7.30, I'm, I'm, I'm turning the TV off. Now, last night I watched Wheel of Fortune late at night. I, uh, I found it at 10.30 at night after the Virginia Tech game. And now I played for you last week, someone screwing up on Wheel of Fortune, one of my favorite. You know, I, I love when I feel bad for them. And, you know, I would like to think I wouldn't also collapse under the spotlight, but let's be honest, I probably would embarrass myself on Wheel of Fortune. But yesterday, someone had the million-dollar part on the wheel, a trip. They just had to get the letter right. They just had to get the letter right. And, like, we all knew the letter. And she, she said the wrong letter. And she knew as soon as she said it, because the crowd, which they finally brought back at Wheel of Fortune, they have the real crowd there. You know, the crowd goes... Oh, and then Pat Zajac has to go, no, no S, no S. Oh, gosh, you hate to see it. The woman had a million dollars on the line. They've only given a million dollars away three times on Wheel of Fortune. She had a million dollars on the line, a, a vacation. Just have to get the letter right. Unfortunately, couldn't. You know, you love and hate to see it at the same time, right? You feel bad for them, but you're like, ah, I knew the answer. You know, you, 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 you do kind of get happy when you're at home in front of the TV with no pressure because you're not going to win any money. You kind of get that feeling. You, you kind of, you know, stand up and go, ah, I would have had that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you go fill out an application. That, that's a game show. I, I wish they would. I wish they would tour again. 
and like do Wheel of Fortune up at the casino or something? Because I would definitely sign up. I probably wouldn't get on, let's be honest. But I would definitely sign up. I think that's I think that's a show. I think I could get to the final. I mean, everyone thinks so, right? That's why they sign up. But I think I could get to the final puzzle. I don't think I'd embarrass myself. Like, I think I'd have money on my little card at the end of the show. I don't think I'd walk away with nothing, which no one walks away with any, nothing, right? Because third place gets 1,000, second place gets 2,000, and then you go to the final puzzle. Um, but I, I think I would have money on the board when I walked away. You know, you watch Jeopardy, like I said, I don't usually watch it because I just feel dumb. But, you know, you have people that can't even participate in the uh, in Final Jeopardy because they have no money. Now, that's embarrassing, right? You told all your friends, hey, I'm going to be on Jeopardy. Make sure you turn on Jeopardy. Ken Jennings is going to be there. And then you don't even get to answer the Final Jeopardy. That's that's got to be embarrassing. But I just uh, had to bring that up. You, you know when I'm hosting, if there's something, if someone um, fumbles on Wheel of Fortune, you're going to hear it right here uh, when, uh, when Joe Beamer's on the air. Now, guys, you know I like to uh, usually keep the topics light. I like to keep the topics goofy. And we'll get to goofy and light topics. But there, there are serious stuff going, going on going around, people are talking about, and I want to have an honest conversation. So I'm hoping for the next hour or two, we can have an honest conversation, right? Now, I know I'm about to say something, and you're going to have critics go, oh, it's hate radio, and it's, oh, uh, right-wing hate radio. I don't call having an opinion hate radio. I don't call it right-wing radio. I have an opinion, and I'm going to start off by saying, if you think I'm wrong, call in. Don't write a blog about me. Don't tweet on Twitter. Call in. Because people who will go to the attack of you're not tolerant, that's hate radio, those are people that don't have, either they don't have an argument against what you're saying, they don't have the intelligence to formulate an argument against what you're saying. You ever get in a debate with someone? You know, we talked about this yesterday, getting out of your echo chamber. You ever have a debate with someone and they just throw, you know, buzzwords at you? They just have the cliche comeback. They can't formulate the opinion themselves. They have to regurgitate something they heard on TV. You see this all the time. And you see this on social media. Uh, next time you see some political person on social media tweet something, copy what their tweet of the retweet was. I guarantee you people have said the same thing because it's all talking points, right? It's all talking points. It's all buzzwords. So all I'm going to say is don't, don't blast me on social media saying this is hate radio, that I'm not tolerant. Call in and tell me why I'm wrong. I'm going to start the topic by that because I want to do a show for everybody. I want Republicans listening, Democrats listening, liberals listening, conservatives listening, and I want people who fit in none of those categories listening. I want every single person listening to me, and I want every single person listening to share their opinion. I, I'm, not one of the, I'm not one of these people that says something and wants everyone to agree with them. That would be crazy. I don't want everyone to agree with me. 
It makes a better show when people disagree. So don't turn off your radio. Don't get you know, red in the face and start yelling and having spittle come out of your mouth because you're so upset. Pick up your phone, call 803-0930, and let's have a conversation. The easy way out when you disagree with someone is using a buzzword on social media. Unless you lack the intelligence to formulate an opinion, then I would ask you to call in if you disagree with me, okay? So I'm glad I put that that disclaimer there. Now, we have heard over the last few days, right, um, UB, UB is in the spotlight because they have Michael Knowles coming to give a speech tomorrow at 7 o'clock. And I'll start by saying 7 o'clock is an awful time for someone to be speaking at UB. They're playing in the MAC tournament at 6.30. Anyway, so yeah, UB plays Akron in the MAC tournament uh, tomorrow at 6.30, just so everyone knows. Some UB uh, March Madness. Back to the topic. So Michael Knowles is speaking tomorrow, right? And, And Michael Knowles is a conservative commentator who is definitely not on a competing radio station. Um, Michael Knowles is a conservative commentator, and he goes around giving speeches, okay? And he is going to be giving a speech at UB. He's been invited by a conservative student group that puts these, uh, these speeches together. Now, UB has had commentators that I agree with, that I disagree with. You know, I don't think there's anyone out there in the world that I 100% agree with all the time. Again, because I'm my own person, I come up with my own opinions. But UB has different speakers come and give speeches, right? Uh, Student groups will invite them. The university will invite them. Uh, This, however, was a student group. Um who has invited Michael Knowles. And UB has stuck by saying, you know, we, we stand for free speech. Uh, we don't have to agree with all the speakers that come, on camp, that, that come on campus and give a speech, okay? And obviously people are setting up protests and, you know, I'm sure people will get into the event and yell things at Michael Knowles. Now, people are upset with Michael Knowles because he was at CPAC. Um, and of course, don't I, I closed my show prep to rewatch Wake Forest hitting that buzzer beater. <laughs> and now I have to press the back button. <laughs> Can you tell it's no boss week? Could you? <laughs> so, sorry about that. So, Michael Knowles was at CPAC over the weekend, right? And that is the um, conservative PAC. You know what CPAC is, right? Everyone knows what CPAC is. And he called for, he he gave a speech and said that transgenderism must be eradicated. Okay? That was his comment at CPAC. And now people are taking that as he said that transgenders should be eradicated. And he's calling for, he said transgenderism must be eradicated. The Daily Beast, Rolling Stones had to change their their headline. Anyway, you can agree or disagree with what he said, right? I'm not saying that I 100% uh, 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 agree or disagree with what he's saying. I'm just telling you what he said. He said transgenderism must be eradicated. That's what he was talking about. And, and he went on in his speech talking about how, um, you know, it, it seems the age is changing when it comes to addressing transgenders uh, are transitioning with children, right? I mean, it was just over the summer when the um, the age... The age 
uh, for transitioning to start was age 14, according to the World Professional Association for Transgender Health. And you've had these debates of, you know, should children be allowed to transition without parents' uh, supervision, without the parents signing off on it? Now, you can agree or disagree with what Michael Knowles saying. That's I was just using that as a setup. Okay, that's what's happening tomorrow. He gave a speech. Again, you can agree or disagree with what he's saying. He says that the idea of transgenderism, he wasn't saying transgenders. His, his comment was transge- transgenderism should be eradicated. Again, agree, disagree, that's not the point. But when we are talking about children, when we are talking about giving the power to a 14-year-old to decide if they want to change their gender, and it's not just saying, hey, I'm so, I was so-and-so, now I'm so-and-so. We are talking about changing them, having surgeries, taking medication to transgender from one gender to another. To the point where you are permanently making them sterile for the rest of their lives. Now, again, I am, a, as I said, I'm a very moderate person. And I am the kind of person that says, you're an adult, do what you want to do with your life, right? I want you to be happy, believe me. People look at the things I did in my life, I don't want people judging. If you, what makes you happy, makes you happy, all right? Like Sheryl Crow said, if it makes you happy, why are you so sad? But if it makes you happy, do it. I, I, I... I am not the kind of person that will talk about adults. What they want to do, do it. Do whatever it is you want to do. As an adult, that is your freedom. And you know what? If it makes your life better, if it makes you happy, go ahead and do it. Be happy. Enjoy life. We're not here for a long time. Okay? We're here for a good time, to quote George Strait. But there is something, I'm sorry, there is something disturbing about trying to push this idea that at the age of 14 we should be allowing children to change their gender, have gender transitioning surgery, taking hormones, taking medication to permanently change their gender. I'm sorry, that is, in my opinion, that is wrong. If someone wants to go by the name, if someone wants to change their name, if someone wants to say they're, fine, okay? When we are talking about, when we're talking about getting to the point where we're having surgeries, as the World Professional Association for Transgender Health said, hormones should be started at age 14. That, that was put out. June of 22nd, last year, this according to the AP. The update is based on expert opinion and review of scientific evidence, the benefits and harms of transgender medical treatment in teens whose gender identity doesn't match the sex they were assigned with at birth, according to the group. Am I, am I off on this? Am I in the wrong? 
because I'm seeing more and more elected politicians or elected officials, I'm sorry, siding with the fact that a child should be able to start taking hormones to alter their gender at the age of 14. To me, that's wrong. And the other thing is, I don't think anyone who's not that child's parent should be talking to them about their gender and have them questioning their gender. Again, you turn 18, do whatever you want. You're an adult now, and we all make decisions when we're 18. But until you're 18, I don't think that's a decision that you should be able to make. And I'm not really sure that we should be allowing children at any age before 18, with or without parental uh, permission, to start having procedures that change their gender. And again, I know I'm going to get attacked with, this is hate radio, you're not tolerant, you... That's not true at all. Like I said, I am the most moderate person I know. And I am, for, I am for what makes you happy makes you happy. But if you're under the age of 18, or if you're talking with someone under the age of 18, and having them question the gender they were born at 14 years old, in my opinion, there's something wrong with that. Am I wrong? 803-0930, star 930. You see a lot, of, a lot of support for this on social media, right? We've got advocates go out there saying that, should, you know, 14 is a safe age. But can someone give me the argument of why we should be allowing children to take gender-altering hormones before the age of 18? 803-0930, star 930. Again, this is a place for everyone, and I want every opinion to call in. I want every opinion to be heard. I'm not going to hang up on you. I'm not going to you know, have uh, Josh hit the dump button. I'm not going to alter what you're saying. I am honestly asking you, why am I wrong? If you believe that I am wrong, I want to know why do you believe I am wrong? 803-0930, star 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly, talking with you after this.
Beamer in for Bowerly. Should we just play Kiss all day? I don't know. That's a great album, though. The one that we were just playing. That and the uh, album where they don't have the makeup on. Those are two underrated albums, in my opinion. Sorry. The vending machine's not working. I didn't get my, uh, my energy drink. I'm a little out of breath. As you can tell, I'm, I'm not in the shape I used to be in. It is Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. And yeah, you know what? I um I feel I feel with the shows I've been doing, maybe we need to take an hour or two and have a serious discussion. And, and that's what we're doing today with the focus on Michael Knowles going uh, speaking at UB tomorrow, and you know the the support for the support against the politicians uh, issuing their. Uh, announcements, the bloggers, all all that. I thought we would focus on something else because, like I said, I'm 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 very moderate when it comes to um I'm, I'm just I'm a moderate person. I, I lean to the right, but I'm moderate on most things. And hey, after the age of eighteen, what makes you happy makes you happy. I'm I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna stop anyone from from being happy if you do it within legality. Um, after the age of eighteen, do what you want to do. Just, just be you, be happy. We're here for a very short time. But I do have something wrong, personally, with, you know, saying it's okay to start giving hormones to a 14-year-old. And, and when I see, even with uh, parents' um, guidance, when I see someone uh, the age of eight, right, being, uh, being referred to as, uh, as transgender, I, I just don't know if that's a decision you can make before 18. All right, I think back when I was 14, and, you know, you're still a kid. You're still learning things. You think you're an adult, but you're not at 14. And I just want to know at 803-0930, again, because I don't want to be labeled hate radio. I don't want to be labeled. I want to know what's the argument against? What's the argument against me? Where am I wrong in my thinking? 803-0930, star 930. Let's go to Buffalo and speak with Chris. Hey, Chris, thanks for hanging on during the break. Hey, Beamer, thank you. Thank you for playing that song, by the way. I absolutely adore that song. Oh, yeah. Hey, I will play any kiss any day, all right? Excellent. Hey, listen, I'm a transgender female, and I don't speak on behalf of any other transgender person. I'm in my 40s. Um, I transitioned about six years ago, and um, I wish I would have transgendered when I was, uh, you know, uh, transitioned when I was younger. I knew there was something up with as far as my sexuality when I was a kid. Um, the late 60s, early 70s, and I did tell my parents about it, but they kind of, it was like a fleeting moment for them, so if there's any parents out there listening, um, it's really hard to take a kid seriously, especially your own child, when they tell you that they're transgender. Now, I don't want to use that word loosely. Unfortunately, in in our society, transgendered word is, you know, you hear it everywhere. Whereas when I grew up, you didn't hear that at all. And, and, if, and you know, if there was a transgender person, that, that was kept quiet. It was like real hush-hush, and it was kept within the family. Now, as far as children 14 years old, maybe even younger than that, taking hormones, I've been on, like I said, I've been on hormones just a little over eight years, but I'm an adult. Um, there are medical concerns, you know, obviously that there's a concern. Um, it, it affects your body in many ways, your internal organs, let alone your mind, but that's another topic. Um, but I, I'm pro and con against taking hormones because I, I do see the side effects of it. 
Um, I am being monitored by my physician uh, regularly, and, and you know, and with blood work and stuff because it does affect your your organs. But other than that, there's really no other concern. Um, you know, you have to do your, you know, go see a psychologist, and you know, you have to go through the whole rigmarole. But, um, but I've been hearing it a lot on the radio, especially WBEN, and it, it had me a little concerned, and that's why I called in. Normally, I just live my life. I do what I, you know, nobody bugs me. I don't bug people. You know, I got a great job, um, and nobody knows the difference. Um, but yeah, so I, I felt it was important to at least tell you that. Chris, can you can you explain to the audience? You know, you said so it was eight years ago, but you've you've known something. What was it, if you don't mind me asking, and if you don't want to answer, that's fine. I completely understand. But what was it where you realized, you know, or where you were uncomfortable in your being a man, if that's the right way to ask that? Okay, so it started for me, it was around the age of six. I'm just going to say six. It could have been a little earlier. But, um, and it has nothing to do with boys play with trucks and girls play with dolls. I grew up with um, three other sisters, no brothers. And I was just, and and I don't know if it's because of that situation, I just felt compelled, you know, to dress up like my sisters. You know, we, we're kids, you know, they dress me up and my mom would get a nice little laugh out of it. Okay, now change back to your regular clothes. You got to remember that was a late, if you notice that in children, you don't, you really don't think much about it. You're just like, well, the parents are real, uh, you know, they're real relaxed about it, and they just let the kid grow up. I wish I, it was like that. I, But I did notice at a very, very young age that I didn't feel comfortable with my sexual organs, okay? I, I, didn't, I didn't understand why I had them and my sisters didn't. That was the first phase. And I remember mentioning to my mom, but my mom didn't sit me down and have this conversation about the birds and the bees and all that. She never did that. I think it would have been inappropriate for her to do that. She just let me be. And what she did was she took me to a child uh, a child psychologist, and it was private between me and the psychologist. Once in a while, my mom would come in and sit on the sessions, and we discussed it. And it was basically like, um, okay, well, we recognize that you're like this. And at the time, back in the 70s, we're just going to let it, let you be you best without, um, you know, offending anyone else. And as I got older, I noticed throughout my middle school and my high school, the need to be uh, female was um, increasingly my drive to be who I was. I, I, I knew there was something wrong. I, you know, I, I went through all the the, the theories about am I gay, and um, I thought about that, you know, and then I thought about, well, am I bisexual? When I started, you know, late middle school, and when I started learning all that stuff, and I didn't, know, you know, and I considered maybe my parents thought maybe I was just a cross-dresser, and that really concerned me because I didn't want to be a cross-dresser. I didn't want to be that person who just occasionally puts on clothes once in a while and then changes out of them. I wanted to be permanently like that. So I think that's a key word that people got to realize. It's okay that we're going to use that word. Um, how can I say? Use that word of experimenting. We're, we're gonna, you're going to hear that a lot. And and that's key for everybody, you know, in, in my community at least. 
Um, we all go through that phase. But it wasn't until later that I realized, you know, that um, it was more than that. And with the help of seeing doctors and stuff like that, I finally got to realize that um, when I started hearing the word transgenderism, you know, being more popular, um, that's what I realized that um, that was truly what I was. So I didn't go blindly by any means. Chris, let me ask you this, because, you know, the, the uh, there's the push now 14 to start taking hormones. What would be the difference of taking them at 14 and not waiting till 18 just to, you know, again, when we're 14, there are a lot of things at 14 that, you know, I think now back, even when I was 18, I go, oh my gosh, I, you know, I thought I was so old at 14. What would be the benefit, you know, of people pushing these hormones on to 14 year olds? What would be the benefit of taking them four years earlier? Beamer, that's a great question. And I can answer that um, by saying puberty. Okay. Because, uh, you know, they call it puberty blockers. I had no idea what the heck that meant. Um, you start to, uh, you know, at that age when you're a teenager, you start to um, be sexually active. And um, it can be bothersome to um, to individuals, uh, early teenagers, um, to be sexually active. They want to be because they have their, their hormones are raging. So if you do decide, and this is important, you got to remember this, if you do decide, that you want to fully, unreversibly transition, that the earlier the age, the better for passability. That's the key word, because at a younger age, the, the earlier that you take hormones, it will stop your, um, your body from developing um, from what you were born with to, um, to create the traits of the opposite sex that you want to be. And so that's that's key. But there are so many medical um, things to think about here about what it does to your internal organs and what it can do from your liver to your uh, gosh, I'm, I, I can't think offhand. There's a, there's a list of things that you really have to consider. And I, I, I encourage parents to really pay attention to their children because, um, it, you know, when it, when the child is constantly knocked down and, and, and being put down and being shamed about who they want to be uh, leads to suicide. I, I've attempted uh, suicide seven times since I was at least 10 years old, and that's not healthy. Um, so there is a lot of things to consider whether or not you – if this is going to be the, the cure-all to the end-all, if it's – you know, um, but you've got to remember it's the individual that's suffering the most. And we can't depend on our own beliefs and make our kids suffer from it. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think that um, medically it's very important to pay attention to that. Hey, Chris, I, I appreciate you calling in and, and giving that perspective. It's exactly what I was looking for, and uh, I appreciate the call. You're welcome. Thank you. That is Chris in Buffalo. and That, that is what I said. I said, let's. Call in, and if you disagree with me, give me um, give me the reason why. And, and Chris gave their reasons why. And I'm just going to say this: there's something important that Chris said in that call, irreversible. And I just don't know if we should be allowing any children, any child, to do something that's irreversible. You know, I'm very close to being a parent, right? Um, what is it? Ten weeks. My wife will get mad if I don't know. The exact, I think it's ten weeks. Ten weeks from being a parent, right? And just the thought of, and again, I want my child to feel comfortable 
coming to me and telling me anything. But I would not be comfortable personally with anyone under the age of 18 making a decision that's irreversible. I mean, that's that's the key word for me. And it's really difficult for me to to move off of my stance when it's irreversible. And we have heard accounts of of people now in their 20s and 30s who started taking, as Chris said, puberty blockers when they were in their teens. And now they're, they're, they're you know, they're upset. They're, they, and I get it. I get it. There's people on both sides of that spectrum, right? There are people who um, have had the realization that, you know, they're not comfortable the way they are and they want to transition and they wish they could have at an earlier age. But you also have the people that did and it's irreversible. What's been done to them is irreversible. Again, that's why it's just that younger age for me, I just think it's really difficult to convince me otherwise. If, if you want to make this decision when you're 18, when you're 20, when you're an adult, fine. Again, that's you. And I don't want anyone to be suffering. I want you to be able to be happy and live your life the way you want to live your life. I just can't get to the point of accepting that kids can make the decision to have something done that is irreversible. To me, that is a, that, that's the sticking point. And I appreciate Chris calling in, and that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted someone um, w- with a different perspective than me, and that's exactly what Chris had. But, again, I just... 18, you want to do that? You want to start taking hormones? Fine, do it. Please do it. Please, if that's what makes you happy, power to you. But I just don't think this is something we should be... I think, I think you know, if you're a parent, your child should feel comfortable coming to you and telling you anything, okay? They should feel comfortable telling you anything. And again, I, I, will, make, I will make it that my child will never be uncomfortable telling me something. But I think I'm going to get very strict if my child wants something done that's irreversible. That, to me, is a line I don't think I can cross. And you have, you, know, you have people in states now that are trying to push this and trying to push it without the parents' permission. I mean, there was a, there was a push. I, I think it was in California. Let me know if I have the wrong state. I think there was a push in California to allow children to get these puberty blockers without the permission of their parents. And again, I'm on the side of even with the permission of the parents. I just don't I just don't think that's that's a real tough one, guys. That is a real tough one to let a child make a decision to do something to their body that's irreversible. I just can't get past that. 8030930 star 930 as someone said on the text board, uh, it's ridiculous. You can't even get a tattoo in New York State until you're 18, and and that's and that's right. And now we're we're going to let young children alter their bodies. And, and I'm sorry to to me, it's just it's. I don't want to use the word disturbing. Is that? I, I, but there's a story on NPR um, of a 13 year old on puberty blockers. Um. NPR spotlighted a 13-year-old on puberty blockers. And it was the defense uh, of the parents 
who said they started transitioning um, defend, uh, be, transgender before they could even speak. And again, you know, if, if that's a decision the child wants to make and they have that conversation with you, again, you know, I, I wouldn't be mean about it. I would be very accepting of what my child's telling me, but I would say that is something you could do at 18. That is something you can do. You can make that decision when you're an adult. At 13 year old, years old being on puberty blockers, I'm sorry, I just can't get past that. And, and I don't think I will. Again, I want to hear other opinions. That's what I'm asking for. I'm asking for other opinions. But, I mean, you're going to tell me that you can make that decision at 12? You can make that decision at 10? And I want to talk to a parent that would allow their child to make that decision at 10, 12 years old. Again, I, I, I know this is, this is not a, a fair comparison, but when I was younger, I wanted, my, I wanted to get my ear pierced. You know, that was big in the late 90s. And my parents said, you can do that at 18. That's something that if you don't put an earring in for a while, it does close back up. I mean, that is a far less drastic thing than having an irreversible effect like the hormones. And I'm seeing a lot of support for what I'm saying on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Again, I just, I have to put this disclaimer out because I know what it's going to say on social media. I know I'm going to get attacked on social media. When you're 18, when you're an adult, do what you want, all right? I'm not the kind of person that's going to try to stop you doing, within legality, doing what you want. Enjoy your life. Have fun. Be happy. But when I see articles of 8, 10, 12-year-olds on puberty blockers because their parents said they wanted to transition, I just see, I think there's something wrong with that. I don't think any child should be able to make that decision. And I don't think any parent should be able to make, uh, to be able to make that decision for their child. That is a decision you make when you're an adult. 803-0930, star 930. If you'd like to give your opinion on this, like I said, I, I, I'm asking for altering opinions. I appreciate Chris calling in and anyone else who has a different opinion, anyone else who thinks I'm wrong, anyone else that, that just wants to explain things to me, call it in, call in. That's what this is all about. This is a show. This is a topic. This is a station for everyone, and I want everyone to get their opinion out there. I want everyone to be involved in this conversation. 803-0930, we're back after this.